Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Community Solutions Podcast. I am your host, Kim, the SME. I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful week. Today, we're going to be talking about quiet quitting. But before I get into that, I hope you all had a wonderful week. I hope that you learned something. You learned something to better yourself, better your processes, improve your processes, and um, to have a positive impact on the people around you. So what I've learned this week is to not put off things to the last minute. Um, I have been working on my procrastination, but it's not just procrastination. It's waiting to the deadline to complete something. So I have learned to um, complete tasks in advance of the deadline so that in case something was to happen, such as get sick or um, need to attend to a family member or something like that, that everything's already been taken care of and I have not waited until the last minute. So let's get right into it. We're talking about quiet quitting. What I've learned is that quiet quitting is not just going on these missions to um, interview in secrecy, seeking other employment um, options, on your breaks, on your lunches, calling in sick and leaving your current job without giving a two weeks notice. Quiet quitting is not that. Quiet quitting is a term that was coined by an influencer. His name is Brian Creeley, right? And so he coined this term um, towards the end of the pandemic, basically referring to employees who just become disengaged in the workplace. So they're not necessarily quitting their employment there. They are still employed there. They are just disengaging with their responsibilities, with um, the timeliness. They are um, not choosing to work overtime or take on responsibilities beyond their uh, uh, already arranged and outlined uh, duties and responsibilities. So that was very interesting for me to learn that I had no idea. So I heard the term and I heard the term, but when you're not always in the news or listening to what's going on, then you sometimes miss these details. And so I was going to use the term, but I said, let me go ahead and research it um, to get a better understanding and make sure that I'm using it appropriately. And then I realized you know, this is not at all what I was thinking. I was thinking that these employees were actually seeking other responsibilities, but that is not the case. They are just not giving it their all, right? So um, if I was in the workplace now working with someone who was displaying these characteristics, I would say that they were just slackers. Like if there was more work that needed to be done and they just didn't want to take it on or their work is being delayed, this is what we're referring to now as quiet quitting. Have you ever quiet quit during your employment? Most people would probably say no. Some would say yes, or they would just say, well, um, I stopped giving it my all. Or they'll just give you examples of, well, I stopped making recommendations or um, I don't complete my task as timely as I did before. 
And so that makes you want to ask the questions of why? Why not? What has happened during your employment to where there is this decrease in in productivity? The key term that is used in the definition is basically saying that the employee is becoming disengaged from responsibilities without openly expressing discontent or intention to quit. This article came from the New York Post and it explained the details of what Brian Creeley was stating. And it made me think, why are they not expressing discontent? Because that was not me in the workplace. Not necessarily complaining, I'm not saying that, but I would have questions. I would need details. I would seek further explanation or guidance. Now, when you're dealing with a manager versus a leader, they may see that as discontent when really we're looking for clarity. What we learned from looking at the New York Post uh, article, it states that China was the first. Their employees had a movement and they actually referred to it as Tang Ping. And so Tang Ping translated means lying flat. So basically, they were pausing productivity and production um, because of the same reasons of being overworked. What, what I'm trying to understand is, and wrap my head around, is why are employees reducing productivity and output and doing all this stuff without expressing the discontent or the intention to quit? It seems to me that that's where the disconnect is. Getting to the root of the problem, really digging down to the root of the problem, we really have to see, okay, why are these employees not going to management, not going to leadership and saying, hey, there's an issue or something needs to be addressed. I'm thinking that it has already been attempted. Because most of the time, people don't just quit or just lose productivity. That, that comes out of frustration. That comes out of seeing someone else trying to create change or bringing issues up to management's attention and nothing seems to get addressed or resolved. And if you, if you hear a little congestion, I do have allergies. But I'm pushing through. That's what we learn. That's <laughs> that is not what they're doing with quiet quitting. OK, um, but when you are an entrepreneur, when you believe your name stands for something, you're going to push through. So now. Again, what I'm thinking is that issues have already been brought to management's attention. And it seems as if the issues are found are failing to be addressed and resolved, or at least in a fashion that the employee is satisfied with. So what are some examples of quiet quitting? And as I mentioned before, I'm sure people would say that they've never quite quit in a position, but they have stop participating as much in meetings or 
they have reduced their um, their feedback with management or they stopped asking questions. Right. So these are all examples of quiet quitting. Does it mean that just because one of these examples applies to you that you are quietly quitting? No. I would say no. I would think that, yes, there are employees who just start off with these types of examples and these type of, of mannerisms. OK, and I believe I <laughs> I believe that they should definitely be um, checked at the door. They should be addressed immediately, because what happens is when management or leadership allows for an employee to come in to this workspace and refuse to address their lack of um, productivity or their lack of teamwork or any of that, at least at least inquire about it. It brings down the team's morale. It, 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 it increases the chances of creating a toxic work environment. So it's very important for these types of um, actions or lack thereof to be addressed. Um, let's see. So what are some other examples of quiet quitting? I would say decreased quality of work. Maybe you notice your employee used to have, you know, less corrections needed or um, they had a high capacity or high output. And all of a sudden that that is dramatically decreased or increased in errors. And again, these are all individual examples. It does not necessarily mean they're quiet queen. They could be going through anything. They could have a family member that's sick. They could be having um, um, mental impairments or some type of mental effect. They're no longer interacting with their coworkers. They are avoiding additional assignments that's giving to them. So in the... And I'm looking at this right now um, as the employee, as the ground level employee, not as a management or manager title. As an employee, if I have come and I have um, been upfront and came to you using your open door policy that, that management always says they have, and I state that there's an issue and it goes unresolved or management has those rose colored glasses that I mentioned in the last episode where they see everything as positive and they see no issues, then why would I want to come back and say the same thing? Why would I want to come back and report the same issue? Management has already shown me that they're not going to do anything about it, that they don't take it seriously. They don't take me seriously. They don't see the big deal. They don't see the, the major impact or it's just not important to them. So at that point, at a employee's mindset level, they're going to say, OK. I'm not going to go back to them now. Could they go to a different direction? Could they go to a different manager and, and make that same statement or claim and try to fix the problem? Yes. And there's not all employees are the same. Some will just sit back and not do anything, which is the quiet quitting. And some will push the line. Some will go over that manager's head or 
ask, hey, do you mind if I get a further opinion or um, seek further guidance? Okay. Um, another example of quiet quitting is taking on more sick time or failing to show or taking extended lunch breaks and, and smoke breaks, which in turn creates um, less productivity. So these are things that management has to be mindful of. And, and before, you know, writing them up or speaking to them negatively or um, looking at it as a bad thing, it, it's very important for management to reflect and reflect on, okay, what was the last engagement? What was our last discussion? Should there be something that they are expecting of me? Should there be any changes I'm making? Should, should I have addressed something? Are they expecting um, me to take action on anything? These are all examples of how employees could be quiet quitting. And also, this is just in, in total, right? But individually, there could be something else going on. And so that's why it's important for there to be open lines of communication. You always want your employees to be able to approach you with an issue or be upfront. If there's an issue at home that they need to address, maybe they need a better work-life uh, balance. They may have someone sick at home that, that's, that's taking their attention. So again, these examples are not just individually um, considered quiet quitting. It's very important to get a good understanding of, of what is going on in your work. Now, when this occurs, the impact can be major because if productivity goes down, that usually means income is there to follow, right? That bottom line is directly impacted. It also impacts the team dynamics. If everyone else is working hard and we have one employee who is not putting forth their full effort, especially if they notice the dramatic decrease, before this, this employee was able to do one amount and now they are barely making the minimum, then that's going to definitely impact employee dynamics. And if going, if it goes unaddressed, it's creating a toxic work environment. It is decreasing the employee morale. The quality of the work is affected. The customer service is impacted. Because depending on um, what type of business this is, if it's manufacturing, then the quantity is not coming out or there's errors or there's product defects. So it's always important to have these open lines of communication because a lot of this can be avoided. If these companies who are experiencing um, high amounts of employee dissatisfaction, if they had a great vision and a great mission and actually lived up to it, and their managers were treated and trained as leaders and responded as such, a lot of this wouldn't be going on if employees were actually impacted by the income or decrease of income then the output would be different as well. So let's say 
the employees um, were part of the bonus program or um, merit-based or some type of connection to the net income, then we would also see a better relationship between the employees and productivity and management. So that's something else to, to also think of. I remember at one of my jobs, they were so gung-ho on you know, the mission statement and the vision statement, but it really was only enforced to the lower level staff. So management seems to totally disregard it. They didn't abide by it. They just wanted everyone else to memorize it. And we would have maybe quarterly or semi-annual surveys. And so there would be this third party that came in and, you know, the company wanted to um, see where we ranked as far as best companies to work for. And I tell you that employee morale in most of the departments was below expectations. While everyone had smiles on their faces at the top, at the bottom, you know, they were very dissatisfied. And of course, it was because of communication and benefits and the benefits that were reaped and uh, productivity and the push and the, the regulations and the micromanagement and all that good stuff. So this third party came in, they did a survey, they were selling us on, it's going to be anonymous. No one will know, you know what your responses are um, except for this third party. And then they had another one come in that said, even we won't know what your feedback is. So there's no way um, it will come back to you if you are in fear of losing your job or, um, you know, looked at negatively because of what you said or what you said about management or your department or how it was run or the company. Now the day came for the survey and while no, we did not have to provide our names. Okay. But they did ask for like our extension number or they did ask for um, how many employees are in your department. How long have you been with the company? Okay, so even though they come in and they say that these surveys are going to be anonymous, they ask you these questions where it can easily be narrowed down. Then they ask how many people are in your department. So if our department only has five people and everybody else's has 25 or more, then they're going to know it came from our department. Then he's talking about um, your, your longevity with the company. If I've been there five years and the others have only been there two or 15, they're going to know exactly who left this feedback. And so the fear is that there will be some type of retaliation against them for that feedback or something that would be put in the review. So when I hear uh, about employee satisfaction or employee surveys or survey, uh, I, I don't want to say the company's name or um, top 10 best companies to work for, I often question 
how did they gather this information? What is the truth? How was this information obtained? What, what questions were in this survey? How, how comfortable did the employees feel with leaving honest feedback? Who viewed the information? So yes, while it's great to ask the employees how they feel and wanting the company to be ranked, it's very important to know what questions are asked and um, if there was fear or truthfulness in answering these questions. Team building is a great way also to improve um, employee relations, but not when it's just thrown at them. Okay, so if you already know that your team is having issues, don't just schedule a bowling, a bowling trip and expect everyone, you know, to have the best time or, you know, it, it, it will not be the most optimal situation. It's always best to resolve things inside before going outside. I just wanted to come on here and I love to share what I've learned and why this, while this may be already known to you, I know it's not known to many, but I just wanted to come on here and share um, what quiet quitting is, how it was derived, and um, examples of it, okay? And just because you see one of these examples like uh, decreased productivity or missing deadlines or um, excessive sick time, it does not always equate to quiet quitting. There could be something really going on with that, with that personnel. And it's very important to inquire and to ask and to be open and to be mindful and to empathize. And if you've been listening to any of these episodes, you would hear me say that most issues within the workplace, as well as personally in our personal relationships, most issues are in the areas of mismanagement, misconceptions, and miscommunication. So if we can address all three of those, then we will be in a much better place, professionally, personally, and worldwide. We're, we're doing something wrong in those areas, okay? And ways to solve or identify the quiet quitting is really to get to the bottom, is really to get to the root of the problem. Why are these employees decreasing their productivity? Why are they unhappy? Why do they not want to be there? Why are they calling in sick and taking longer breaks and longer, longer lunches and um, not communicating, not spending uh, social time, not interacting with others? These are things that, that you need to find out. And you also need to reflect on, okay, how did I respond to them last? The last time they came to my office, what, what was the conversation like? What were they saying was a concern and what was my response? So that's very, very important. Um, looking at the work-life balance in the workplace, very important. Listening, not just saying you have an open door policy and allowing people to come in, but actually listening through and 
identifying ways to address their issues. Also, giving regular feedback. Because a lot of times, more work is being put on employees and less recognition and less feedback. And then there's employee valuations where many of these extra tasks are going unnoticed. So it's very important to keep everyone abreast of what's going on and how you appreciate their, their service and their work and the production and the time that they put in and understanding that, um, especially when they've also been going through things outside of work, that they're actually being acknowledged um, inside of work. And it doesn't always have to be publicly. So it's very important to understand your personnel because some just want a private mention. It doesn't have to be public, right? And some want it to be plastered throughout the company, which is great. You have to find that employee's love language. Is there um, mental and emotional support being offered in the workplace? Because there's a lot going on and a lot of people need places to vent, places to just, you know, lay out their emotions and, and figure it out and put the puzzle back together. So it's very important addressing and resolving conflict. If you're not doing it, the employee is going to get tired of coming to you, addressing the situation. It could escalate into something bigger. Okay, or they just retreat and say, okay, well, I can't give you my all if you're not listening. If you're not addressing, if I'm telling you that I feel uncomfortable going to this employee, then I'm, and you're not doing anything about it, I'm going to retract that. I'm going to, to, um, not do that as much. I'm going to find every way possible to avoid that whole interaction. Um, making sure that everyone understands and follows and abides by the vision statement and the mission statement. And hopefully they're good ones, but it is not exempt from a certain level or a certain class of, of staff level. If you want great productivity and respect and um, followers, of what your goal is, then we all need to be on the same page. And it's very important that the people at the top come down and um, make sure that that's known across the board and make sure that there are being examples of that. Make sure it's visible, okay? Um, team building um, and really train managers. I've, I've done a lot of talking about the employees, but also the managers need to be trained into becoming leaders because we're missing that. We're missing that. Those solutions right there would resolve a lot of this. Okay, and also some type of merit-based um, reward system or um, some type of employee benefit where they feel like they are part of the, the company, they are part of the solution, and they are also part of the profits. 
So I hope this was helpful for you. I enjoyed digging into this. I enjoyed understanding it. And then when I dig deep, I believe I have um, identified some of the solutions that will help. I can see how this is um, a trend. I can see how this is um, an issue for companies. And it seems like if you think this is happening in the company, that there's, there's work that needs to be done on your part. So thank you for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful week. And if you enjoyed this episode and missed the others, please tune in to the other episodes. You all have a blessed one. Thank you.